Hey, I'm Lynn Rogala. And I'm Allie Diliberto, and we are coming to you from the ladies' room. So we can talk about removing stupid, frustrating, and toxic shit from the world in a way that's not prim enough for the dinner table. Okay, welcome back to the ladies' room. And I'm not actually in the bathroom this time. No, you have been freed. I am freed from the bathroom. You are still the queen, but you are not on the throne. (laughs) Not this time. Not this time. So we were just talking before we got on. I mean, we've said before about how unscripted these are, but they're also, I don't want to say they're unplanned, but they're kind of semi-planned. We kind of go with the flow, right? We have we so have like a few energy. topics and we have a lot of end to end. <laughs> Don't even commitments. Try. Don't Damn. even try. <laughs> Don't make me explain set theory. It's just the theory of sets. Um, <laughs> but I'm super excited because it's only been a couple podcasts since we said Allie is finally admitting that she's becoming a feminist. And then tonight when we were picking, we were going through all this topic, all these topics, and you said the one that I'm feeling really feisty about is like another feminist topic. Also, I think it's really important that everybody knows that we decide what to talk about based on what will make us the happiest. Right. Like which which thing will amuse us the most right now? Right. We hope these are valuable to you, but mostly we just want to be entertained. Right. Sure. So, so that's our topic. But also, you wanted to give a little bit, a little bit of updates, like pull back the veil on why you were sitting on the toilet last time we recorded. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um. So I feel like you have to give that update. So we were okay. in the Josie crisis. Yeah, you were in the Josie crisis. All right, because I, I want to keep the update short. I mean, it's not really that it's short. Important, but let's keep it really short. So. Josie was but when found. We, when did we record last time? Josie was found. We recorded after she had come home and she was with us, right? Right. And then you but we didn't give an update on why you were sitting in the bathroom, which is your oldest daughter was injured and you were in the hospital with her. Yes. Um and she's nothing life-threatening, um but it was pretty severe and you're out of state right now with her and should we just leave it there? I mean, I would want to know if I was listening. What happened to her? Well, I don't know how much you want to tell. And I don't want to. I think it's okay to just say that she had a bad accident. She was cliff diving and missed and she shattered her ankles. And we're in Salt Lake City from Montana, where we've been. This happened two weeks ago now, um, which is why I was in the bathroom when we were recording, because they're trying to save her feet. So we're really in this, you know, one crisis on top of the next crisis right now. So I was recording from the bathroom, which was which was funny. Yes, it was funny. But I um, really wanted to tell that so I could tell the other story. Oh, right. Yes. Because, okay, but, but hold it. Put a pin in that. Okay. Because when we set up the context of the topic of tonight, then it's going to be okay. even better because it'll fit right in with the topic. So we're going to do another feminist podcast. And I was thinking, so we said, what we decided what we were going to talk about. And then, of course, we both had to pee first. Because right. I, I don't want to pee on the podcast. You've said you might, but I'm, I refuse to pee <laughs> during the podcast. Um, and then we You're were so classy. <laughs> I guess, maybe. <laughs> um, I was about to do another smooth jazz moment, but I think that joke has played itself out. Um, and so we were putting on all the different oils. And then as I was walking away and putting on my oils, I was like, hey, not only is there a feminist thing happening in, in our space, but currently what's happening in the world is that Bill Cosby has gone free 
And Britney Spears still has a man in control of her whole body and being and everything. Oh, yeah. I forgot that happened last right? week when we were talking about that. Right. And I was thinking, um, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of people talking about that right now and just how infuriating it is and that there are so many like cultural jokes about women being, you know, irrational and angry and stuff. And it's like, you guys are really kind of lucky that we don't just burn it all down. Like when I, when he was freed and not only, not only was he freed, but his lawyer, his spokesman, whoever, probably not his lawyer, his spokesman had the audacity to say, this is a great day for women. I'm like, fuck you. What the ever loving hell. Right? Fuck you. So I have to admit, this is going to be super embarrassing. Like my awareness of the Cosby or the Britney Spears thing is like so surface level. Like all I actually know is that Bill Cosby was accused of rape and found guilty by a lot of women like sometime in the past and went to jail and now he's out. And that's like my whole, the whole world of it for me, because I really live in like a little cocoon where I don't pay attention to pop. So like pop culture or like, if it's not coming in my morning news feed that I spend about five minutes on, I'm probably not getting it. Yeah. Well, I mean, you said it, what, what it was, he was convicted, found guilty of not only rape, but like drugging women and all kinds of horrible stuff. And then oh, I he, didn't even know that. Oh my gosh. So, yeah. Like okay. he roofied them and all the things. Um, and he was let go on a technicality. And I do have to say that the technicality he was let go on, it's probably better for all of us as humans because there was some kind of, I don't know, I only read a little bit of it because it was so infuriating, but supposedly there was some kind of deal that was struck before where they really never should have been able to use his testimony, whatever the prosecutors fucked up was really what happened at the end of the day. But for his spokesman to come out and be like, and this is a great day for women. no. Shut the hell. up. Shut I mean, up. you said in the middle of one of uh, something in the past, something I think that's so good about the systems and that just like they, it, they work so well for people that have no integrity and that people that want to take advantage in them, of them because people like it's not set up for this kind of just flagrant BS. Right. And it's how um, it's one of the ways that evil is just allowed to keep being perpetuated. And I think we don't even, we don't, like, if I had heard that, I, w- I probably would have just been like, the fuck, and then just let it wash over. And I think it's one of the things I love in our conversations is how often how you look at something so deeply um, and how connected everything is and how you look at it, like, adds to how I think about things like that. So I like that we're that we're talking about it because again, like that stuff I didn't even know about. And you can hold that, like, you know, the technicality for humanity for our, our judicial system is actually probably how it should go. And also this is bullshit and we shouldn't say this is a great day for women. And, and that there's no shame in that. Like it's, it's totally maddening. Right. Yeah. It's where's the outrage. I mean, people are outraged on your teak stage about the craziest stuff. And then, Where's the outrage about this stuff? Oh, there's a ton of outrage about it. Okay, no, don't, good. Don't think, no. So, in fact, there's all these memes going around because the fact that they're both happening at the same time where Britney Spears is trying to get her father's conservatorship removed, get him removed as conservator, like he le- he literally can say whether or not she keeps her IUD in or not. She wants to have another, get married, have another baby, and he's, he's allowed to say no. And... It, that is just totally... I mean, it's maddening, and... 
my husband doesn't like any of the like Britney Spears, Justin Bieber, like any of those types. I don't even know the right way to put it, but he's been so incensed because he loves art and theater and music. And he's been very interested in that. This can even happen. It's, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. It's crazy because the kind of conservatorship she's under is the kind that normally is used for someone who's in advanced dementia or in a vegetative state or something like that. And she's been performing and cutting albums and stuff. So she's obviously mentally competent to do whatever else, but I don't know. That's still an ongoing, but, and there's a lot of technicalities I think with that as well. Like it's not the end of the day. Like a judge just said no, but it was again, some technical. So they might still be, you have to officially ask with the proper form or whatever. I don't know. I don't follow all of it, but the contrast of the two, like I saw someone tweeted, I don't, I'm not on Twitter, but I see screenshots of tweets on Facebook. I think that's the kind of like, that's my age, <laughs> right? How old are you? I see screenshots of tweets on Facebook years old. <laughs> right. Um, but someone said, so Bill Cosby is free and a man's in charge of Britney Spears uterus. Got it. The hell. And that's, Okay. How old is Britney Spears and how old is Bill Cosby? So she's almost 40. Oh my gosh. And he is, um, he is. I don't know, 70 something. Okay. In my mind, like he's 40 and she's like 15. I mean, I just can't, I don't even have a proper perspective. She's an adult woman. She's been under this conservatorship for over 10 years. It is really, it is really interesting. And I'm sorry I said that nobody was freaking out about it because I've been in the bathroom. I don't know. Yeah, you've been in the bathroom. You've been dealing (laughs) with your own shit. But um, it's just like, that's the, it's not even really what we were going to talk about, but that's like the cultural soup we're in. Yeah. Where that, that, that that's even a thing. And yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. And it's just, and I, I read those things and I'm like, I'm ready to just burn it all down. And um, I read a tweet again, screenshot of a tweet on Facebook (laughs) where someone reversed. They're like, imagine that you were standing here right now and you knew for the next however many hundred years, there was only going to be women presidents and that there would only be women Supreme Court justices and then this and that and everything. And then eventually there would be 10% men. And then when there was finally a man in this, whatever, everyone said, oh, it's a dangerous year to be a woman. And he like reversed all the political stuff. And he says, we really we really presume on the patience of women and we kind of do put up with it. Um, this is starting to be more angry and we want it to be funny too, but um, we kind of do put up with like, Oh, right. Um, yeah. There's never been a woman president. What the fuck? And if it was reversed, like, I, I don't know why we don't burn it all down. I mean, I think it's actually interesting because I still like really bristle as maybe I will my whole life bristle at being called a feminist because the buckets are so narrow and it has a lot of women opting out of some of the conversations and some of the places that I think are important to be a part of because there's other conversations that are more important to a lot of women. Um, that like for me, when I was at home with my kids, even though I, you know, I worked for myself, I wasn't a, a t- traditional stay at home mom in that sense, but I was raising kids at home. Um, and working was secondary and supporting my husband in his work that um, it like a lot of the things about like women and work and the impact of having kids. I'm like, yeah, if I stepped away from my career for 10 years, like I would expect it to have an impact on my career. Like 
there are views in our world as women, I think are so diverse that we check out, we as women check out a lot of the conversations and yeah. we don't have them. We attack each other. You know, we don't even need men to do that much damage because we do it to ourselves. So two, that leads into two different divergent conversations. So one is the one that goes in kind of a funny I way. hope one of them is about penis scandal. It totally is. You gave it away. I'm sorry. I well, can't wait. It's been so many minutes into this. I really need it. Well, aren't you going to title the podcast Penis Candles? I guess I am going to title the podcast Penis Candles, but I really got to teach you timing the same way I'm I sorry. teach you learning. Okay. So two conversations. <laughs> Number one. I'm in a conversation of coaches right now with one of my teachers who's pregnant and she's due in August. And she's talking about how she's actually never been more creative and productive than while she's been gestating this human. And Mm. she's having this whole conversation of like, why do we allow society to tell us that we have to be sidelined, that we're actually less valuable when actually we're becoming more valuable because it's expansive. Like women's brains actually get re-architected when they're pregnant. Um, how so? It, like it literally reprogrammed. I don't know exactly all of it. Like changes the way. Basically, the parasite reprograms you for it, <laughs> its purposes. <laughs> for its purposes, but it just changes the way that you can hold information. It's just like a different way of looking. And diversity of neurodiversity so cool. is valuable. But I read a story this week that was so neat. Um, there's this woman named Judith Cohen, and she was an engineer. Um, she was born in the thirties and she was an engineer in the, you know, the sixties ish. And she actually worked on, um, I, I got this wrong when I posted about it because I thought it was actually during the Apollo 13 crisis, but she actually worked on the piece of whatever that actually saved the Apollo 13 astronauts. So she had worked on it before it wasn't, she didn't do it during the crisis. She worked on it like a, a year or so before. And the fact that it was in place, the mission abort system or something. I, I didn't, I don't want to get into all the technical details, but um, she was working on it and she was pregnant and she went to the hospital and she took some paperwork with her to work and she like finished it up. And then she gave birth that day. Um, and then wow. whatever she worked on was part of what saved their lives. So it's like, obviously having a baby didn't make her like if she had stopped working those and, and no, if you want to stop working fine, whatever. But the idea that, like when I took a maternity leave um, and when I went to go back to work, everyone acted like, you know, those three or four years that I was out, like I missed something. I'm like, okay, well, yes, I, that's I didn't realize a tragedy. that project management and managing teams and people changed that much in three years. Like, give me a break. Um, and oh, but- think about being in leadership, like how much experience just in the world and in life develops you as a leader by itself. Right. Like, you become more well-rounded. You right. have oh. a different perspective about your team and their families and the things they're going through. And you just get better. And I didn't tell you the punchline about Judith Cohen. Oh, sorry. No, it's fine. You didn't know where I was going with it. The baby. I hope it's had, penis scandal. I'm, it's not totally penis kidding. Scandal. I'm totally kidding. <laughs> you, um, this isn't going to land for you because you're not pop, pop culture. Maybe it will. The baby she had that day was Jack Black. The funny guy? Yeah excellent isn't that great that's jack black's mom right (laughs) that's awesome um and she had all kinds of careers after she went into some kind of children's publishing or whatever but her kids said that was some of her most proud work and she was um the astronauts from apollo 13 she was one of the people that they specifically thanked for saving their lives and she literally was like gestating and giving birth while she was solving that problem that's so cool so did you feel like you were more creative like that when you were pregnant 
So I was not as in touch with. It was before with, the Woovolution. It was before the. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's so funny. Good. <laughs> Um, we definitely picked the right topic. <laughs> I just didn't have as much self-awareness. But I would say that as a mother, I have a much more, I mean, becoming a mom definitely pushed me more into like the way I run teams and the way they just love, like mm-hmm. I'm very mothery, but not in a condescending way, but like I can hold, you know, how important people are and their identity and like pulling for them to be all the things we've talked about, pulling for them to be the yeah. greatest version, like mom's really but yeah. especially you do that a lot of, like you have a real gift for doing that around care and like I look at your motherhood as this like um like the like when the bible describes God as like the mother hen like not in a week and I mean it, I almost have to apologize for saying it right now we're getting into all the feminist stuff but like it's such a beautiful like gathering people under your wing and they're safe and known and allowed to flourish and there's this protection. It's really lovely. And that is part of how you bring that to teams, I think is really unique. Yeah. And also no bullshit either. Right. Like I'm the cool mom where you're totally safe. But if you start being an ass, she's going to let you know right away. Stop being an ass. Yeah. Um, but Riley's friends even say, your mom is so cool. I'm like, damn right I am. Nobody's ever said that about me. Well, I, I hate to break it to you. Maybe you need to sit down for a second. I've got some news for you. You're not as cool as, <laughs> You're not as, cool as you think you are. <laughs> You're not as lovable as you think you are. All right. So Riley, Riley had some friends over her for her birthday party, and they were playing a video game, one that I've played. Riley and I play video games together. It's one of her proudest things that I play video games with her. And they were playing a video game, and... It was a team game, so they were playing together, and they, it's it's a really cute game. They you fly around in this little sh- spaceship um, that looks like a gumball, and you're fighting you're fighting for love. <laughs> it's called Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time, and you're you're fighting to bring affinity back to the universe that's been stolen. So wow. they were fighting this boss, and they couldn't beat it. They kept dying, and you know having to start over. Their little ship fell apart, and all their little bunnies and animals like flying in this in the air and (laughs) so one of them says how about if we just don't steer this time and i said wait (laughs) you not steer because you have different some of them are on guns and some of them are on um some steer and some shield whatever so they they were hitting stuff and taking so much damage from the stuff that they were just randomly banging into that they decided the better strategy was to just not steer, just sit still in the middle of the screen and just let whatever happens happen. And then they ended up beating the boss. And I was talking to them about it and they said, um, they explained to me and I said, so you guys are so bad at steering that not steering is better than steering. And they said, yeah, like, wow, <laughs> you suck. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, did you just tell us that we suck? I'm like, look, you suck. You yeah. suck. And they were laughing. Hey, I can't believe Riley's mom said that we suck. Ha 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 ha. But also, <laughs> also that's pretty that's pretty sucky. That's really funny. I mean, I definitely don't play video games with my kids. I would if they played Tetris, but that's as far about as far as I go. Oh my gosh, I hate Tetris. I love Tetris so it's much. So it's the best game of all time. I know. And and I just described video games on the podcast and you you told me once in a way that very injured me. 
that you don't like when I talk about video games. It's true. I literally was like, wait, what is the, like I got lost in the middle of the story about video games to the point that I couldn't remember how it tied into what we were talking about. Like I'm very, very bad. About, it was a I just, long, I hate it, them. I told it badly. I'll admit it was a long, when you got story. to the end of the story, I understood it was just about how you're cool. I am cool. Right. But it, the story was, I mean, I can't erase it from the podcast because I'm just not going to, but sorry, that was just not a good one. It's okay. I mean, probably some, some nerd child loved it. Totally. Right. Like, oh, and also if you are a video game person, Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time is an incredibly cute, fun game. They're probably going to make a t-shirt with you and like take my photo out and like make your, <laughs> you know, put, put the words and stuff Look around it. Cool mom. Look how cool um, she is. But okay. I've never been cool, but it's okay. My son did think it was super cool that um, I took him to get his nose pierced when he was 17. Like he, and all my kids cool. were like shocked. That is cool. And, but in, you were also talking about the specific texture of my motherhood. And that is something I do bring to teams and to anybody who's really in my orbit, which is safety with no bullshit. It's true. And I don't think I was like that before, maybe a little bit because I've always been with kids and even before I was a mom, I was a high school Sunday school teacher, and I definitely brought that energy to it. Yeah. Um, but there's something so much more expansive about it. And also now, I, I mean, I imagine that if any one of those girls that was here, as they stay friends and get older, obviously not from just one time meeting me, but if they're worried about something or anxious about something, that I'm the safe mom that they would tell. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Like, I think that your motherhood has like very specific um, flavor to it. And you've done like, so, I think you just do such a lovely job of like enjoying it and being who you are inside of your parenting. And like, like, especially in the last years, like just letting go of guilt. And it's great. Yeah. Oh, and to round it out inside the feminist conversation too, one of Riley's little girlfriends is trying to decide between being a mathematician, a computer scientist, or a mechanical engineer. And she lost her mind when she found out what my degrees were and that I know a bunch of women mechanical engineers she could talk to if she wants to, too. So I think also being that example of, oh, wow, this is the mom who gave us all this pizza and made us homemade hot fudge and also is a mathematician. I mean, right. that's a great thing to model. Well, there's just not a lot of role models of that anywhere. Right. Okay. So, so I think it's good. All right. So we've got I also just want to say about my motherhood that like yeah. I'm the warrior mom, like I don't. I think both the flavor of my children and how they came to me, like I think God picked them, but that shows up in my leadership too. It's, it goes back to like why the galvanizing and like what I'm up to is like where we're going and, and all that stuff. But you yeah. do that unique, so uniquely. So it really is very different than how, than how I parent. And it's why we need a community. We need a parent and community too. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. You said all those nice things about me and then I was ready to just breeze on, but we've talked a ton about your warrior momness and no, but I mean, I just like that because I yeah, can think of so many examples when you've been like, yeah, here's where you should just, you know, tuck them in. And, and I mean, you just, you're so good at it. I really meant it like, not as like, Hey, and about me, but we do need each other. We need mm -hmm. community to parent inside of, um, instead of tearing each other apart, like you're the mom that stayed home and sewed all the dresses and, you know, braided your kid's hair and went to all the PTA meetings. And so you're superior. Like we need, we really need to lose a lot of that. Yeah. I did sew all the dresses. Um, it's true. <laughs> and I was, 
Okay. I want to say some more nice things. But you didn't make any baby food. (laughs) No making baby food. I do want to say some more nice things about your warrior mom stuff, but I have to say about, um, I was on, it wasn't the PTA, it was the FFO, the Family Faculty Organization, just to keep things amazing. Is that a real thing? Yes. At school? um, It was in preschool when I was in, when Riley was in preschool. But here's what's so funny. So I was um, the treasurer. And I found out after the fact that the treasurer is the one that has actually a shit ton of work. Like, oh, man, <laughs> I regret this. I but... thought I was going to get away with an easy Well, job. I mean, I wanted to help. It was a great little school. But um, there was a time when we all met. Um, we couldn't get together. And I said, why don't we just meet on? It wasn't Zoom because this was, you know, 10 years ago. Or whatever. Not quite 10 years ago. But I forget what platform, WebEx maybe or something. I don't know, something I was using for work because at the time I was also managing a team in the Philippines. So I teleconferenced with my guys all the time. So I arranged for some of the other moms and we spent like the first 25 minutes with them just marveling over the platform. And I'm like, oh my God, someone please (laughs) kill me. Someone please kill me. I don't even want to be in this meeting. It's, oh my gosh, it's like, it's like we're together. I'm like, yeah, hello, let's, uh, you know, move on bank account. But um, <laughs> no, I'm glad you said too about the warrior mom thing and the way you are with teams and in business and business plans. Because if I'm the mom who sees the potential and pulls for it inside safety, you're the mom who just won't accept anything less than someone like you're the ass kicker, right? And not in a bad way, but in a look, you're capable of so much more and I'm not going to tolerate you not reaching your potential, your capability. You know, we didn't really ever discuss this before that I can remember, but it is really interesting because I can see that's where I was kind of going is like, I can see the power of how our, our parenting has added to our leadership. Right. Yeah. That was really the point. So we're kind of back to right the coach that that you like and agreeing with like how much value that adds. Right. Yeah. Like that whole story of, that, you know, that when you mommy track, you jump off the rails. And I was shocked when, cause I didn't have a child until I was in my thirties and I was pretty well established. And I was shocked how mommy tracked I got almost like, like all my value or that I went back to square one or that I was now secondary. It was very weird. I'm like, listen, I'm still all of the skills and capability and everything plus some now. Um, And also that um, like this Monday through Friday, nine to five, not only is not great for families, but we were talking about like the testosterone hormone cycle is like a 24 hour cycle. And the estrogen hormone cycle is like a 28 day cycle, give or take. Mm -hmm. And that the nine to five Monday through Friday workday is really set up for people who cycle daily rather than people who cycle monthly, but that we accept it as like, this is what it is. This is what business is. So if you, if you're out, like we don't penalize men for feeling a little crappy, you know, a couple hours a day. But if a woman was like, you know what, I'm, I, I was so productive last week. I'm just going to take this week off. Like that doesn't even exist as a conversation. And I think that's why the conversation is happening more among women entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. because like, I mean, there are times when I'll be super productive for a couple hours and then I'll play video games the rest of the day. Well, and that, I mean, that really goes way into all the systems that we're working inside of and the time for money trade instead of the value for money trade. And, you know, we'll probably pin that for our, our 
conversation, yes. you know, inside. Yeah, because we need time to talk about penis candles. Yeah, please. Can we please now talk about <laughs> penis candles? <laughs> and we're not talking about them as, you know, I've got to, I've got to be careful because I think someday soon, Riley's going to start listening to this podcast. <laughs> and she's only 13. And it's funny because I added it to Spotify because your son was like, when's it going to be on Spotify? Mm-hmm. Um, so I put it on Spotify. No, he said, um, I don't know anybody that listens to podcasts except on Spotify. Yeah, well. And then he thought it was cool that we added it. I did add it to Spotify. I was going to anyway, but when he requested. So um, we were looking at it. Riley, we have Spotify on the TV also. So we were looking at it to make sure all the episodes had uploaded. And Riley says, Mom, oh my gosh, all the episodes are explicit. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. (laughs) I mean, my kids were, were like shocked. Like my oldest child was like, Oh, I mean, the amount of, it's not, that's not like not the world, right? Not the soup. Like this isn't even, this is the normal conversation a lot that you and I have, but like, we don't show up in our business world talking like this. We don't show like that. We're in the ladies room for a reason. Right. And so Riley never heard a curse word out of us until, (laughs) I don't know, she was maybe 10 or 11. Yeah, because that's not and and now I've even so as she's getting older, because also I kind of want to I kind of want to raise a woman who misbehaves a little bit. Right. I don't want a woman who toes the line. And and so um, so we (laughs) so funny again, video games. So there's one that we love and there's a woman war like there's this warrior queen in it. And Riley's like, she makes me think of you because I mean, this was a couple years ago. She says can I say it mom I just have to say a little bit of a swear because I mean she is a complete badass and so are you and we're letting her but I've told her you know there's some words that don't belong in the mouth of a child um and as she gets older again towing that line between raising her reasonably and also raising a woman who misbehaves a little bit who is going to flip the bird to the patriarchy and be like I'm I'm a grown-ass woman and I do what I want I'm a grown-ass lady and I do what I want (laughs) Um, yes. So anyway, speaking of penis candles, I was going to make a joke about what they aren't, but we're just going to say that's <laughs> not. <laughs> because if she does listen to it, I don't know if I really, like, we let her say ass, you know, and maybe sometimes shit, but uh, I don't think I really want to talk about, you know, dildos. <laughs> I was like, are you going to say it? Am I going to say it? So that's not what we mean by penis candles. So. Okay. Do you want me to set this up or do you want to set it up? Oh, no. Go right ahead. All right. So in episode four. (laughs) Wait, does the setup involve storytelling? Hmm. Yeah, Mm. that would be your job. Well, okay. So (laughs) (laughs) on the Ellie Becomes a Feminist podcast, one of the things we talked about really, which was your awakening, not even the genesis, I wouldn't say, but your awakening and awareness. I'm not genocized yet. (laughs) I'm still incubating. The genesis was before that was my point. And then you like woke up to what was happening. Um, I was, it was definitely the the turning point of like, what the F is happening. (laughs) So that was inside the optimized program where we complained and we're not going to do all the complaining again, because you can go go back back to listen to the complaining if you want. We have new complaining. We have new complaining. We're not going to, we're going to complain, but we're not going to re-complain. We're going to complain newly. That's just boring. So um, inside the optimized program where we said, and we even told them, Hey, there's not a lot of room. There's only male voices in here. Like 80 some percent of the content is male. 
like 90 some percent of every person that comes on to talk is a man. Um, and so then, and, and did you ever get a reply to your complaints? Cause I never did. I've never gotten a reply to my complaints. No. Right. Me neither. But then, but, but day, that's not entirely true. I have complained about things that like, I don't understand this about the program or what about this. And I have gotten, I've seen all those things answered in the community for sure. Right. Right. Yeah. So other complaints have been answered, but our complaint of like, Hey, why is it all men in here? Um, has never been answered. So the other day we got an email from <laughs> one of the only women in the program, which is the wife of the founder. And right. Which, ir- which irks me to no end. Right. With I don't know why. It's just like <laughs> breathless excitement. They're pleased to announce optimized coach women's circles and that it's going to be, and you know what, there's some place where some of this is okay, fine, because I think there is a place to have safe spaces inside communities. So like I've been in communities where they've broken off safe spaces for people of color or whatever, but absolutely. That is not, that's not what like. (laughs) That's not what this problem is. That's, even if that was the intention, it's like, it's insulting in and of itself because it's like, we're not going to address the bigger thing. We're just going to give you this space over here. Not like, hey, we want to get women together to hear how we can evolve the program and we're only going to let women participate to speak to what's missing. And we're going to let you speak because you, we haven't been letting you speak or we're going to listen and create some safety around that. It's more like, let's, well, go ahead. Go, well, go in this other room. And so we're not in the, so they're not incorporating women content in the main room, but now they've given us a side room. We get to go in the side room and do cereal box crafts. So, right. And that is super, it's an, it's an insult on top of it. And I, what's amazing, why I wanted to talk about this is because I think most women be like, okay, great. And also they don't even know. I don't think they're doing it maliciously. Like, I think they're really that ignorant. Yeah. Of, and there's a woman spearheading this too. And I well, just kind of want to shake everyone and be finish, like, really? We don't saying we didn't finish creating like the content of these things because it isn't uh, like, let's get our heads together and talk it. it well, they didn't even say what it was, but it's not going to be recorded so that it can be a safe space. And they said, bring a journal and a candle. You may want to bring a candle. Which is so opposite of the content of the main program at all that it's kind of alarming. Right. And like, and what we were talking about is if this is valuable, if journaling, candling, all that stuff, not candling, but having a candle <laughs> is valuable, then bring it into the main program. Like, don't say, you know, we heard from a lot of you uppity bitches that uh, you want it to be a little bit softer. So we put some scented candles and some of those other things you ladies like, like potpourri and shit over there in that room. And so go ahead and go in there if that's really what you feel like doing. Right. Um, and so then that's where the penis candles came in because we were joking about like showing up in a totally over the top way. Like I was going to change my name <laughs> on Zoom to Moon Goddess and be like moon goddess is what I go by when it, when I'm cycling. Most of the time I'm sun goddess, but today I'm cycling. So you should call me moon goddess and like sit there on zoom holding penis candles. But, um, <laughs> neither one of us really. We couldn't find any to buy. That was where we got stopped. We couldn't get them quick enough. 
Well, that's what's so funny is that um, I did try to find penis candles on Amazon. And what was really irritating is there was um, a penis candle ad, like, because penis candles led to a vagina candle search, of course, because it was almost all vagina candles. And they're like, you might also like this penis candles. And on the ad, you know how on Amazon, there's like a square with a picture, like here's some stuff you might like. There was this giant rainbow colored penis candle. And I clicked on Perfect. it and it's nowhere in evidence. I'm like, listen, don't give me your false advertising bullshit. If I say penis candle, don't show me a Yanni candle, which is most of what it was. Um, <laughs> but it did, I did find one of the funniest candles, um, which said, this candle is like our friendship. If you forget about me, I will burn your fucking house down. <laughs> <laughs> so great. So good. But um I mean, mostly you wanted, so I'm now, now you just rant. So I set it all up. So you rant, we ranted a little bit, but this oh. is what you were most energetically fired up about was the Yeah, it really, pain. I mean, I'm very pleased if you, you know, like if you have a source of these and you want to send them to us for free, please mail them to us. We'll Fantastic. be very entertained, but, um, so Although I think it is that, like as they burn and drip down at first, it would be a little bit gross and then like. Yeah, kind of scary I mean, you and just weird. wouldn't really know what mm-hmm. Well, that, I mean, that is, I like that you said that because that's exactly the feeling that I have about this. Like, okay, I want my concern addressed. I want to participate. I want the voices of women and philosoph- female philosophers. I want them to, like, be integrated. I don't want something happening in the side room that is super weird. Like, I... So I listened to every single bit of content that was created during my 300 day participations program, like all the coaching calls, all the stuff. Like I, when I took it on, I was like, that's my goal. That's what I'm going to take on. So I listened to, um, the wife, all her calls and she's a great coach. And I like some of her perspective that she brings to it. It's definitely not my flavor, but, um, it's that kind like, she's definitely the kind of woman that's like woo woo goddess energy flowy, you know, whatever, which is not how I identify at all. Easy now. Easy now. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, no. I mean, I said woo woo. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, I'm probably not even that energy weird, but, um, not weird in judgy way, but whatever. But, um, right. but also that, okay having it that okay this is what it means to be feminine although we did talk about the woo podcast that there is a lot of that that is traditionally feminine but then why not put it in the main program it's kind of like it's not value it's only valuable for women and also you just said you listen to every bit of content but you wouldn't be able to listen to these because they're not recorded so show up live or not at all so that's what's really funny too is it's the least flexible part of the program too it's for the right. women. Um, and that and you were joking, like nobody will come and they'll be like, Well, it wasn't really wanted. It, yeah, <laughs> like, no, out, that wasn't it. It turns out that I, we thought that we could incorporate some more feminine content, but it turned out nobody wanted it. It's like, no, I don't really want to like bang on a tambourine with a candle on Zoom. I want you to bring some I, I want it integrated in the main program. Right. And I know that this is like sort of unprocessed and maybe you can process it better. But when, when the only woman who does any coaching does coaching, she starts every single call with like, can we send you love? And everybody's like, uh, yeah, it's okay with me. And 
it's so weird and awkward compared to all the other style of it, which I'm okay. Like send, we can we just take a moment to send you love and light? But it's that kind of flavor where I'm like, this is the only kind of femininity here. And it doesn't, it doesn't represent like me in any particular way. And it makes it why women have to be in sort of a side space because it's such a specific flavor of it that it doesn't, that it doesn't fit in. Right. And, like this is how you, you ladies like candles, right? Right. And it doesn't answer the bigger questions of where are the female philosophers and where, why aren't we addressing where their voices are missing and how they bring their wisdom into the world. And, you know, instead we're, and the, the, there is actually tons of journaling in the program. Like they recommend daily, you know, a specific daily journaling practice that their coaches have to do and all this kind of stuff. But that's still a very different feeling than like light a candle and, you know, burn, you know, we're not going to record this and it's going to be our own sacred women's circle. And that, I mean, is that what they called it? Or is that just what we've been calling it? No, I think it was coach women, optimize women's coaching circle, I think is what it was. So that stuff just is maddening. So I know it's unprocessed, but what is the problem in there? Yeah. And you know what? It's, it's funny because it's not that it, that, that, that was a thing. It's that that was the only thing. Right. Why don't we have men's circles? If you're going to have a women's circle, then have a men's circle. Well, I'm not or even, no, I'm not, saying, I'm not like, going there. The whole optimized program is a men's circle. I'm not going to go there, but, but like, if you're going to have a private unrecorded, I don't know, the whole thing just like it's unbalanced and it's not, it's not part of, again, it's not, part, it's women having to navigate and do all the extra work to navigate how to participate in the side room, in the side room. And um, also that, 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 that that content isn't in the main program. And also that like, if that content is valuable, then why not have like, we're going to have. So one of the things a lot of people are doing is getting away from using the terms masculine feminine for these different kinds of energies. Um, Like I like to think of like directed versus diffuse. So um, as one, I mean, it's not really, but like, I hate that. Just so you know, whatever. Um, (laughs) Like, pointed versus more organic like you know like going in a certain direction yawn energy really hot pointed directed fiery and then puerto rican just kidding (laughs) (laughs) as you described that i was like tapping into my puerto rican heritage like yes fiery hot i'm glad you mentioned that you have puerto rican heritage so that we don't get all (laughs) kinds of hate mail over that comment but um yin energy is more like i i just think of like straight and round right and so i think it would be fantastic if they said okay this is going to be like a yin you know, like restorative yoga, right? Like hot yoga versus restorative yoga, right? Those are two different experiences, but we would never call them like men yoga, woman yoga, masculine yoga, feminine yoga. So if that is, is wanted and valuable, like the candles and whatever, then why not have, if you want to have a safe space for women, fine. If you want to have like a yin experience, fine, but why are they collapsed? And then that's the only place it exists. Like why not introduce like and, you know, there's a woman coach that I was reading some of her stuff that I thought was really cool, um, where she teaches people how to run their business. 
cycling with the seasons of the year a little bit too that in um in the north i'm going to talk northern hemisphere but in the northern hemisphere winter is like a time of drawing in more and maybe more contemplation you're maybe not quite as productive there's a little more time sitting and thinking maybe you're going to do a puzzle or whatever i never would i hate puzzles but um and that you know spring is like whatever i'm not going to create the whole agricultural thing but this idea that businesses have seasons rather than just continuously growing because and i've bitched about this before like the only thing that grows un un mitigated is weeds and cancer so like having only forward motion always and never any kind of drawing in or fallow or tilling or anything like that is really also very unhealthy and I think that's part of what's missing in a lot of like because business and whatever else was around more what we would traditionally call masculine energy that cycling energy is is totally missing and that's softer and going in but why limit it like it's valuable because it's part of the human experience right it's almost like this is that for women because they need it because they're weaker in some way right. not because this is missing and it's valuable for everybody like i think if um the optimized guy brian came across a book that was about something that he thought was valuable he would just add it and the peeling away is what is it sends so many mixed messages and it's so like affronting that we've been joking about it a lot, but yeah, it's really, really frustrating. And this is what happens. I found the so message often, actually, right? I found the message relatively unmixed. <laughs> I didn't feel like there was anything mixed about that message. Go over here, ladies. This is where your scented candles are. Oh, fuck. <laughs> that just makes me kind of scream a little and kick things. I, I'm not able to tie a bow on this podcast and I always can. Well, I think the best place to end is to, um, well, maybe I'm interjecting something I shouldn't, but we, we were going to talk about the unseen work of women oh, and yeah. I want to <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I don't think we should. No. I think we should save that for our next podcast yeah. because I have so many questions and things about your perspective that I want to, I, it's like a whole conversation, but that is what I'm, that's where I'm starting to point to, like, as a woman participating, I'm having to do so much work that the average man doesn't have to do. And then I have to additionally navigate this kind of bullshit that it's, it really depletes and takes away from what it means to participate in a lot. And I think that shows up in work and it shows up in church and it shows up in almost anything, any sacred practice in my life that I can think of that involves yeah. another human being. You know, um, you're reminding me of a story that Rush Limbaugh told, Rush Limbaugh told one time and he told it. Totally oh God, people are going to just stop listening. No, it, I'm, I'm, just kidding. I'm just kidding. Go ahead. He told it totally unapologetically, like what a great comeback where um, this gym had like, I don't remember all the details, but had very unequal um uh, accommodations for the men and the women, right? Okay. Super common, right? And but the um, men had more. Yeah, of course. No, no, okay. the women had more. Huh? No, of course not. Well, I mean, I was thinking about where I practice yoga, and I was as I was really pleasantly surprised. Like, I've been to three studios since I since COVID was over, and the percentage of men was shocking. I was like, oh, and now I'm sure they're having to modify because it's always been the other way and men right. have less accommodations there. So that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Of. And men sorry, I didn't mean to... The last two software conferences I went to were at 
you know, places with equal facilities, like equal number of stalls in the different bathrooms. But the, <laughs> the, I was so outnumbered that um, the guys I was with came out and they were complaining about the line. And I was like, suck it, bitches. I <laughs> feel <laughs> like I could have peed in six. every I, like six. That stalls. is what oh I said God. to them. I was like, I peed a little and then I stopped and then I went to the next <laughs> stall and I peed a little bit and I stopped and went to the next stall. I'm like, yeah, that's what's outrageous. That's That's the outrageous thing right now. <laughs> but uh, anyway so this this gym had and so the women asked you know for a more integrated experience and then it got really uncomfortable he didn't he didn't say why but I'm imagining why this is another story I guess that um when the women were in the integrated room that was uncomfortable for them as well and I'm going to speculate he didn't say why because he's a jerk but I'm going to speculate it's because the men started bothering them um my girlfriend and I have talked about bothering the women yeah, my girlfriend and I have talked about this, that if you're in the gym it, as a woman, it, it doesn't take but like five minutes before some guy comes over to like, quote, help you on the equipment or um, like she said, uh, she, she'll be in her headphones, like hunched over working on, you know, a bike or whatever. And some guy will come over and just start talking to her and she'll pull out her headphones and be like, what? What was that? And be really rude. And then he'll repeat what he said. It's like, fuck her, go away. <laughs> I was so, telling you to fuck off. I was, yeah, I was trying to tell you to fuck off. Um, like that that meme I told you with a woman that was, um, it was a woman with a hoodie and a book and headphones. And she was, <laughs> she was posed kind of like, you know, like a Mary or a saint pose with like the headphone wires over her finger. And it's like the patron saint of don't talk to me. Um, <laughs> so I'm assuming that's what happened. And so then they said, okay, we really do still want a private, but more equal facility with some equipment in it. And the guys thought it was so hilarious. They said, oh, you want some machines that are for women? And they put in like an iron and uh, yeah. And Rush Limbaugh was like, isn't that hilarious? I'm like you fucker. Yeah, um, it, it's so annoying. And, you know, I have to say, like, in my sort of conservative background, while I still own wholeheartedly that I I really love a lot of conservative values and politically, like, I'm definitely a, a libertarian. But um, there's such a culture around that where, like, women are laughing at it, too, and going, ha, 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 you know, like, right. yeah. it's maddening. Yeah. Because yeah. um, that's what it means to be a good wife right? Like there's so many things that are embraced culturally that are being navigated and it's, it's kind, it's bullshit. I mean, there's no other way around it. Yeah. So, um, but now I kind of, I mean, I feel like I did all this bitching, but I'm like, what would be the right solution? Like what would make me happy if Optimize would do it? One, I would like them to directly respond to my feedback and acknowledge me what I said in some way that would that would be a good start yeah and also have the content be in the main room if it, it was to bring in and we even pointed to and this isn't my fight to fight there weren't a lot of black voices or gay voices or anything else either it was pretty much straight white guys monochromatic yeah, yeah. um and some of them very well ancient, I right? think if you're dealing with like ancient philosophers Greek, you can assume some of them were probably gay. <laughs> probably gay, yeah. Um, but or it was going all, both ways. It wasn't all ancient, right? Um, but that was the thing: is like, can you can we please address, or you know what, or just be honest, right? Like, optimize as a program for straight white guys. Just be honest, right? Stop taking my money, and then not serving me 
as a client. Or acknowledge like the voices of men were the ones that were captured and the voices of women weren't and they were passed on in these other ways. And we're going to spend some time investigating that now. Like when you've built a whole program that's monochromatic, you can't just like, I don't think you can just pivot it. Like, I think it really demands a level of like energy and upfrontness about it. And, you know, they love to talk about how like they have people in 60 countries participating and all this kind of stuff, but they're still, you know, white guys. Yeah. We have white guys. We have white guys from every continent. Maybe kind of brownish guys. Maybe. Maybe. We don't know. But there isn't a lot of diversity, right? I mean, that's part of it. And um, there's something lost when we only elevate the voices that have always been elevated. And there's wisdom, tremendous amount of wisdom in all the different areas. So I think that would make me happy if we acknowledge like, we didn't really even mean to do this, which is a problem in and of itself. And this is what's been built and these, you know, most content that's available is what we've reflected. And we're going to really make a point to start looking and if you want to participate in that conversation about where are the female philosophers what do they add to these conversations how do they show up in the world um what does it look like to honor you know their voices and why have they been missing that would be that would be awesome like I don't need it to change overnight right and um if that had been the call out rather than the candle and braid each other's hair circle that I would have jumped (laughs) to participate in that. Hey, we really want to have a conversation about what might be missing. How can you be better served by optimize? Um, And I feel like this wasn't as funny as uh, the penis. It was in all the times we've talked about it because (laughs) we have been laughing our asses off about penis candles forever, but then we just got mad. Yeah. I mean, partly because I couldn't find a penis candle. And so then I just kind of was angry from there. Right. There's a whole nother conversation about why are there more vagina candles than penis candles in the right. world? That doesn't even make sense. Yeah. Like penises are actually sort of more shaped like they're, a candle. They're candle shaped. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> why is it so shaped? Or are candles penis shaped? No, that's like, that's like a <laughs> zen cone. You need hmm. to meditate. Go meditate on that until the Go next meditate podcast. meditate on that. <laughs> is that the bow? I don't know how else. Yeah, I think that's the best bow we can come <laughs> up with. That's the bow. Okay. So we're going to leave it there. Angry and a little unprocessed. Lacking Perfect. penis candles and inclusion. <laughs> and uh, we'll see you next time from the ladies room. Have a good one. Thanks for joining us. Be sure to subscribe to catch us in the ladies room. You can also find Lynn at A Spacious Life on Facebook, Instagram, and in Clubhouse. And find Allie at 5 Billion Entrepreneurs on LinkedIn and Instagram. Thank you.